to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend is Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Love is Blind Season 4, Episode 8, Chris. Now, before we get into the episode, we've been not on hiatus for a week. I have kind of enjoyed a little bit of a break, to be honest. <laughs> For me, yeah, no. <laughs> it's been, no just, just podcasting in general. But um, how was your holiday, mate? Well, Dave, well, well, well. Um, we, so we went to Cars in Greece, beautiful uh, city, lovely, lovely place on the beach and everything. So nice. Uh, and we bought this holiday in January. So it was... It was a uh, easy jet, and it was a uh, we got 150 quid off, and we always do all inclusive. And it's like this is too good to be true. We're going away later on the year, but B and B, which is costing us more. There's a reason for the cost difference, David. A reason. Now it was a four star hotel allegedly, and a four star on TripAdvisor. That's the minimum requirements when I do all the searching for the holidays and stuff when we go away. And I give Sam a shortlist, and she does the same. And we usually meet in the middle and go right. And if we've got the same ones, we start going through. But we re- we've done this for years. We always do. I think everyone out there probably does. And you know, not every hotel is thingy and all this stuff. So, so the, the flight from Manchester was so good. We've had so many bad. To, you know, experiences last few times. We we straight out got through customs. It was great. We were there on time, everything. I couldn't believe it. And we got a private transfer, pulled up at the airport, and it was 60 quid through easy for a private transfer. Dave, this 12-seater Kardashian minibus turned up. I'm not exaggerating. It had hmm. tinted windows, black alloys. He opens the side. It's got a leather table. You know, like you used to have in the A-team, but like where they would sit around like a dining table, oh, yeah, four yeah. of them facing it, like on a train, when you go in first class, leather seats. He went, we've got Wi-Fi, we've got uh, wipes. He went, uh, would you like a drink? I'm like, holy shit! It was honestly. Did you say they've got wipes, wipes to wipe your face and everything. Yeah, not to wipe your ass, Dave. Wipe your face and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I know after a flight, sometimes you need them. But no, he give us wipes. He went, I've got Wi-Fi, I've got drinks, and we there was three of us in this this fucking massive bus. I was like. This is the light. We're like rock stars, you know, the tinted windows and everything. Like, yeah. This is not, or this is unheard of for us. Gets to the hotel. It was, it was great. And this hotel's just opened. Like we got there on the Saturday. They, it was the Monday before. And it's a two, two story buildings, but it's a massive complex up at hills and all this stuff. So we had to get a, a golf cart up to the room and all this. Honestly, at first impressions, we were like, fucking hell, this is going to be great. However, however, we pull up at the room. <laughs> The front door is like a double glazing door. Some point, someone's had a crowbar on it, tried to force the door. So where the, the door and the lock is, Dave, it's bent like a banana. You could put your hand oh, in God. and probably knock the thing back. So I'm thinking, well, that's not a good start. Sam starts brushing the teeth, right? <laughs> he produced a double sink. So obviously, we have only got a single sink, a double sink. She's brushing the teeth and she's like, what's that fucking water hitting my fucking... My, my toes. Yeah, it was the toothpaste, Dave, and the water, because the sink didn't have a waste pipe attached to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there was, so this is all over the floor, right? So I was like, what the fuck? Then we looked, there's no safety deposit box, right? So I'm like, well, 
what are we going to do? So for the whole seven days, we had no safe deposit box, which on the last day, they then said to me, um, have you got your, your key for your safe deposit box? And I've been in four out of those first four days. I kept going in and I'm like, are you taking the piss? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I've fucking been coming in for four days and it was the same woman. The manager was like a, a female version of Basil Faulty, Dave. You came <laughs> in and she made some shit. They had no hot, hot water for the first two days in the shower. I kept, I got the manager and I literally frog marched up to the room. We got in the little golf buggy. So can we come up to the room? She went, just shut your door. I said, the cleaner can't clean. She's not got a key. Can we have your key? I went, no, you can't. <laughs> so we had a key. We had a key for the bedroom where all the valuables, I had to have all my passports on me, all the money and that. And all the valuables that come with us, like electrical stuff was hidden in a fucking stool. And we had a key for our bedroom. So she couldn't clean the bedroom when she finally come in. So she, the, the manager goes, we couldn't clean your bedroom. I went, because I've got no safe deposit box. Yeah. Like, and this wasn't me. This was across everyone. And what I think they'd done is they'd opened the hotel and then started doing all the maintenance work. Not the four or five months winter lockdown when you would think, right, we've got yeah, a list as long yeah. as our arms. And this cold water thing was on last October's TripAdvisor reviews. But everyone was everyone, the word everyone said all week was, well, like the guinea pigs. And as the week went on, yeah. it got better. But the damage was done. And we've got to say, some of the worst food I have ever, ever had in order. And I do all inclusive. You know what I do. I've done them for like 15 years. The word, there was no labels on anything. People with allergies. I went to the manager, this woman, and said, can I have a word with you privately? I said, you need to put labels on stuff because people could be vegetarian, vegan, they could have nut, fish allergies. You need to do that. And there was no, I mean, it's typical English. There's no chips on Dave, no pizza, no, no nug. I know we're in Greece. And no it's like, full no, English breakfast. Oh, there was no, no full English breakfast. Was all, the only thing good about it was the breakfast, even though it was all cold. <laughs> it was all cold as well. There was no heating lamps. So everyone was saying the same thing. And all they had was an A4 pad and they were writing stuff down. And there was a girl on reception who was like a robot. She was from... Europe somewhere she could speak English but it didn't she couldn't understand what you were saying so if you went to I'm mm. not saying we don't speak a lot of other language you know I can speak a little bit of Spanish but I, we're as a, a na- nation most of us are ignorant and don't can't speak two languages can we so we expect them to speak English I know it's the, one of the biggest languages but I try and learn a little bit of something because I always feel bad that I don't know anything this goes to, goes to go we're in room 363 have you got the safety deposit box and she just go Oh, have a nice day then. Oh, great. And I'd be like, are you fucking for real? And it was like, um, have you sorted out the, the tap? Right. Okay. And then she starts rewriting down and I'm having to spell the stuff. This went on every day. And I'm like, I don't want to speak to you in the end. I said, I can't. But what? So we got all this. There was a couple of things we got sorted, a couple of we didn't. But what topped it off was, this was, I was getting to one of my stories, was... So we'd had this. This has all happened in the space of five hours of us being there. So we got there like three in the afternoon. And by uh, four in the afternoon, by nine o'clock, we'd had our fill. Sam's like, I want to go fucking another hotel. This is just a joke. It was like a comedy, a comedy of errors, mm. honestly. Everyone was saying the same thing, like the food. I've been here a few days. It's terrible. I've got no hot water. Then other people were saying they were getting scolded because they were getting all the hot water. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is going on? So I get to the bar, and obviously you can order your drinks, and the drinks are watered down. So the two guys behind the bar were from uh, Albania, but they couldn't speak English, but they were so miserable and horrible. They were just, everyone was saying, like, what is up with them? No one had uniforms on. They were just dressed normally. She didn't know who was staff. The trainers, it was like, what is going on here? Gets to the bar, 
And this guy, right, all he was interested in was just smiling at, at, at like the, the girls and all this, and he would never serve the bloke. So I just said to him, can I have two pina coladas? He couldn't go wrong because the pina colada was in a ready-made box behind like a buddy cardboard thing. He just undid the tap. <laughs> two pina coladas, right? No, he, so he, he goes, hey, I went, and the other guy was translating for him who spoke a bit of English. So he's telling him two pina coladas. So he goes, okay. So I said, can I have a vodka and orange for Jordan? I said, can I have a vodka and orange? So he gives me a fucking orange cordial. I went, no. And he oh, just God. turned his back and just walked off. So there's a massive queue of about 10, 15 people behind me. So the other guy, I said to him, he said, what he went, what, 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 what what's up? Like dead arsey. I went, can you put some vodka in that, please? I said, there's only orange in it. I just want, I was dead nice to him. I wasn't being a dick. I said, can you just put some orange in it? A guy next to me, who's next in line, bald headed guy, looks a bit of a rocker, but he's a, from South Africa. And he, he says to the guy, smiling and that, he'd only been at the hotel called Valsy. He went, yeah, mate. And I'm not going to do a South African accent, <laughs> Dave, because I tried this week when I was telling this story, but it uh, it never worked. He just turned around and he went, yes, mate. He wants the good stuff in there. You know, the alcohol, Dave, you would understand that, don't you? Put the good stuff in, my friend, he said. Oh, no, the bloke started literally nearly having a fight with me and this guy across the bar. He went, he went, you and he, but he won't even look at me. He was pointing at me, but you know when someone's pointing at you, talking about you, but won't look mm. at you. And I'm like, oh my god, we're going to have a fight. And he's going, you come to this hotel. The st- you st- don't like the, the staff. Get out! And he's having a proper go <laughs> at the bar. So the queue's there. Everyone's watching, and I'm going, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, he said stuff. He thought we'd said staff. He went, oh, you and your shit. friend, you and your friend, <laughs> you you and your friend talk about the stuff. You don't like it. Go somewhere else. And I'm like, hold. And, and it got so much that my back got up then. And I was like, you know, this pina colada, this is going right in your face because either that or we're going to end up having a fight. So me and the guy, and the guy's going, what? He's the, 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 what? Whoa, whoa, no stuff. He wants vodka. Get out. And he had, oh, Dave, honestly, I was like, oh my God, we've been, it was Basil Follett's, I followed his house, I was like, we've been here, I've nearly got in a fight, and it's because he didn't understand English, and he said, stuff, and he thought he said staff, so yeah, then the yeah. DJ was remaining, he's next to us, and like the entertainment guy, lovely bloke, he goes, what's happened, my friend, I said, he didn't, the other guy didn't put vodka in, and just walked off, I said, he got bad manners, I'll give him that, I said, but, he said, put the stuff in the alcohol and he thinks he's not his staff. So to be fair, he went to the manager, but this guy, Dave, would serve me every day and wouldn't even speak to me. He wouldn't even look at me and go, hi, please can I have two pina coladas and a vodka orange or can I have a sex on the beach? And he just fucking slammed him down on me the whole week. He was like that. I was like, my god it was just bizarre so yeah so the holiday sticking his knob in it probably yeah his pubes and that (laughs) i'll get that bastard back yeah oh it was just bizarre it was it was bizarre and everyone was saying like i've had so many runnings with the barman and it's like how can you work in a customer facing job and be so fucking miserable but in the end it ended up being funny because it had gone from, you know, the anger and the, like, the thingy of, like, and I was then trying to be too nice to him, like, you don't deserve me to be kind to you. But honestly, it was a classic, Dave. And this carried on all we, these comedy of errors at the hotel and that. it was And then one day, they started replacing all the, all the you know, the sunbed furniture and that. Mm-hmm. Um, while we were sat there, Dave, while we were sat there sunbathing, because the weather was nice, oh, yeah, just come over and start taking our fucking sun cream and drinks off, and the fucking parasol comes up, and they're, like, whacking us both, me and Sam, and I'm like, what's... And they're just going around these two old box, just doing it to everyone. Fucking people were kicking off going, 
what the hell are you doing? Why didn't you do this in the morning or at night when everyone's gone? You know, like it was, yeah, it, it, by the end of the week, the hotel, I think next week, everyone will have a great time at that hotel, but we seem to be the ones who just like, they opened it and went, oh, fuck it, we'll just blag this for a week. So, yeah, unbelievable. You know when you regret asking a question sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> this is the Chris Phelps travel. This is my YouTube channel. This is all going to be my YouTube Fucking channel. Hell, it sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I can only laugh about it now, but fuck me. I mean, usually... You know, there's a Phelps freebie in there somewhere. Oh, 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 oh let's, let, let's get it right, Dave. <laughs> I, I am being compensated by EasyJet after all this. Don't you worry about that. Yeah, there is a Phelps freebie um, in there. Definitely. Yeah, there is now, but fuck me, that, honestly. It, it, well, the thing was, though, and then you went on TripAdvisor. So I do TripAdvisor reviews, and I'm always dead measured. I'm never a dick. So I understand these jobs can be horrible. People, normal People staying in hotels can just be absolute wankers, can't they? And just be horrible over nothing. And I know that growing up, my mum and dad travel agents, so I know the complaints they would get were just ridiculous. So I, I tried to be measured, but, oh, these are getting everything, Dave. These are, And then you went on TripAdvisor, <laughs> and obviously the manager's gone on there. She took off eight of the bad reviews from last October when it was shutting down, when apparently it was, it was like an absolute disaster, to... Um, these generic ones have gone on there from fucking this, this one called Katrina and it's a generic Google picture you can find. And she's like walking along the beach somewhere with like a fucking bag over her shoulder. And she's put Katrina was the greatest person there. There's one called Katrina were there though, as far as I know, but she's reviewed mm. herself five out of five. You can tell it's done on Google translate. <laughs> There's about five reviews, great staff, great food. Couldn't do enough yet. And everyone's fucking reading them at the hotel going, Nah, he's bought the dead fake, honestly. So no wonder he's got four out of four on TripAdvisor. I think they're going to hotel rights them. I'd have thought that, that there would have been a way to stop that. Surely you can't just fucking rate yourself. No. The whole system breaks. Yeah. Well, you can create an email, couldn't you? A Gmail. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. And, but and... if someone gives you a bad review, surely you can't just say, yeah, I don't like that one. No. No, well, yeah, it's weird. It's really strange. I didn't know whether they could vet them, but they lost eight reviews. They went to 780 from 788 before we went, and then it was 784, and the four reviews were <laughs> five out of five. But what, what topped it all off, actually, uh, I did have, we did have some guests above us, Dave. It was a two up and down, massive rooms, to be fair. We had a, we had a balcony that could have about 30 people on it. She was doing yoga on it every day. It was great. And uh, we did have some young Irish students, Dave, who were training to be doctors and nurses and decided that two o'clock every morning they were going to have a full-on fucking party right above our head dave so that really helped on the first night um really did i had to go out and then a couple of nights uh, some of the other people went out and then they stopped for three days and then on our last day yesterday they decided at four o'clock in the morning to carry it on dave and i was really happy about that situation <laughs> so that topped off the whole week for us really but it sounds so negative but in the end it was it was like people who were going through it, everyone sort of, sort of like having chats and laughing about it because it was just unbelievable. What a, I felt sorry for people. If you only have one holiday a year, and I'm privileged that we can go away a couple of times a year, you know, we're lucky. I felt so sorry for, you know, people with families and that because they would have saved mm. up for that. And it was a pile of shit for at least three of them seven days. But always go for a story, Dave. You know, always got, we spent 15 <laughs> minutes talking. I've got it off my chest now. I feel good to talk about Love is Blind, but there you go. <laughs> sounds, yeah, it sounds fucking shit. I'll be. Fucking it was. pissed if I take the kids away and end up with that. <laughs> I know, sorry. Shit, though, but yeah, don't, 
Don't, don't go to the uh, Aegean View Acre Resort in Cosday. That's all I'll say to you. Don't fucking do it. Anyone listening, don't do it. But anyway, sorry, I've railroaded the podcast, but I had to speak to you and get it off my chest, Dave. <laughs> nice. Well, we should probably uh, we should probably get on. Are <laughs> you glad to we? now? You're like fucking hell, Chris. <laughs> on a downer. Ro- read the roll call of honor. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we watched. Uh, Love is Blind episode eight, but yeah. so yeah. I, I mean, Chris, getting into the episode, it left us with a little bit of a cliffhanger, hadn't it? On episode eight, so Zach was uh, proposing to Bliss, and you know, it left us hanging there. But basically, yeah, she says yes, and she says, "Oh, she always knew he was her person," you know, from the first time of speaking in the pods. And honestly, I was just. So I'm watching it going, oh, fuck off. Bliss, I was rooting for you. I was saying that you seemed authentic. You weren't buying into this whole show bollocks. But no, I think I was wrong there. We both were. There's something off about Zach, though, Dave, isn't there? He, he's, oh, yeah. He, I, I mean, but Bliss, she seems such a lovely girl, and it's like, oh, don't do it for the show, and she has. He, she should never be anybody's second, Dave second best she shouldn't she deserved more Irina obviously was a disaster and I can't wait to talk about a bit later with Micah Dave Micah well we'll talk about that but (laughs) um he should never have picked Irina anyway but once he's done that Bliss I know it's a show she should have just said you know what mate fuck you I don't care but she seems accepting but I don't like Zach's delivery the way he says it to her it's like she should be happy that he's decided to give her a second chance I just think he is not right for her and she's so silly if she's still with him because I think he's a right fucking bellend if I'm being honest Oh, I think the half-life of this couple is pretty short, to be <laughs> yeah, honest. Like, yeah, I can't yeah. see it going anywhere, because he's just got this weird communication style. And we were saying this when he was with Irina, that, yeah, she was the bigger bell-end out of the couple, but he's a bit of a bell-end as well. And what I didn't like is when Bliss was talking about being second best, and, and he was saying, well, objectively, you're not, <laughs> you know, because yeah. you're here. And it's like... Yeah, but that's because you invited her because it didn't work out with Irina, so she's right. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Rather than try and reassure her, rather than say, "Look, I made a mistake," um, it's like he's getting arsy straight away, and he's got no right to be arsy about it. So, yeah, I just don't see anything with this (laughs) couple. I guess I'm just disappointed because I. you want to believe that we're seeing the nucleus of of the people who are on this thing, and and you know some of it is authentic, whereas you know so much of it is just it's over the top fake, isn't it? Yeah, it isn't. And, and talking about fake, Dave, Micah and Paul. What about Micah, Dave? I mean, our parents seem really nice people, to be honest, don't they? They just seem like normal people, but. I don't like her at all. I think she's a hypocrite. She, she, she really, you know, the way she, she talks later on about Irina is like, you were happy and you will still be happy. Mm. If Kwame shows you at least half a, a turn of a shoulder there, that he might be interested properly. She will be off on Paul, but I thought everything about it is fucking fake. And I just yeah. do not like that girl <laughs> at all. No, it's so false, isn't it? I mean, there were two major scenes, I guess, in this episode. You had 
you know, meeting Micah's parents, and then you had um, meeting Micah's friends. Oh, fucking hell. And it, in particular, as soon as the mum and dad come down, it, it's as if someone had beamed them down. And <laughs> they didn't understand they were on a show because they they came across in a very authentic way. You know, they the mother was very standoffish. She's like, the fuck's going on the dad's like hey his name is paul he's great isn't he my yeah. name's paul we've got a connection <laughs> <laughs> and the mum's like oh well yeah says something negative he's like oh yeah oh it was about um i just don't want her to get heartbroken and dad's like oh yeah i didn't think about that <laughs> <laughs> i've got a friend finally i've got a fucking male friend but yes yeah, that's a good spot that that's a good but um <laughs> Yeah, she, Micah came across just so full of shit. It's like, oh yeah, and we, we're getting engaged and whatever, and I, it just—it's just like the parents were not buying it at all. And I, but it made the contrast of their real kind of reactions to Micah, and Paul's just sort of sat there. And he seems to be getting nerdier by the episode. <laughs> he yeah. seems to be evolving into some extra from Big Bang Theory or something. But, you know, so he wasn't saying much. And I do think Micah came across, you know, in a very false way in that interaction with the parents. But, Chris, what did you reckon to Micah's friends? Fucking horrible, Dave. Horrible. Yeah. Like, uh, the... the both of them I didn't like because I thought poor Paul's got absolutely torn to pieces. We, we look, I don't believe there's any fucking anything between these two, it's purely for the show, but he didn't deserve that. And especially a blonde friend, I don't know whether she's got a thing for Micah to be honest. Because the stuff she was saying, it's like, is Micah the one of is she the leader of the group? They were like bigging her up as if they were in the, the cult of Micah. It was You're like, Micah, yeah, it's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And her blonde mate is horrible. Yeah. Absolutely horrible. Um, I just thought, what a horrible person together. I mean, Mike has already shown this of Irina, like the, the mean girls thing. And I don't think it goes further from her friends as well. It's a very, they seem, the three of them, like a very toxic triangle of friends. And I bet they all slag each other off, Dave. I bet they're all falling out with each other. And, and, Paul didn't deserve that, and she didn't step in and help him or anything. And and that, I mean, the, the blonde girl started fucking crying. I was like, "What yeah. are you doing?" Yeah, just no big red flags for me, Dave. And and Paul needs to get the fuck out of Dodge because they are just not right for each other. And what a horrible support system. It felt a bit like. Do you remember on Maths? Uh, who was the friends who absolutely? And they were oh, remember man. they were horrible was, to the guy. Was it Morag. Morag, yeah, Morag our friends, and, um, and that, that guy wanted, yeah, to, yeah, 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 and they, they were, and he had low self esteem, and they were just horrible to him, weren't they? It was just so, yeah, for me, I thought it was a pretty good episode for a bit of drama for me to talk about, but what despicable people I thought, yeah, but I, I think it is good as well, isn't it? Because, like you say, we. We've not really warmed to Micah at all. She comes across incredibly false, very much in the Mean Girls camp. But seeing her in a natural habitat, if you like, you know, with her friends, and you realize, oh, yeah, friends are dicks as well. Yeah, all makes sense now. But I, I did, to be honest, I was siding with Paul uh, in that interaction because, like I say, the blonde friend, the, the brunette friend, I, I, she seemed not quite as bad. She didn't seem on the offensive. She seemed a bit more neutral. Whereas the blonde friend was just saying some horrible shit. And he was like, yeah, can't say I care. <laughs> I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be me. Um, yeah. 
But then she's like twisting his words. She's like, well, so you don't care then? <laughs> I'm just thinking, oh, fuck off, Paul. Just storm off. Just fucking yeah. leave it. It doesn't matter. It's just a nonsense argument. I think the whole crying thing, I, I think it was possibly the alcohol, which, God bless this show, plying them with alcohol. Yeah, it's not Love Island. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't want adult, sensible conversations and good issue resolution. We want fucking drama. So, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point, that. that. Yeah, that's very good, actually. <laughs> oh, I've missed you, mate. I've missed you this week. I'm going to laugh. That's true, that. You, you know what, though, David? I, I, now, this... this the next couple, right, I, I don't know how we tackle this, but I, Jacqueline, I, I said it before, there's some issues going on there. And they, 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 they love his blind executives really, really should be held accountable here because the stuff she's saying to Marshall and her dialogue and what she wants him to do to her and everything, Dave, fucking, it's not right. Why didn't somebody step in? I've I really that she said she wanted a bunch to see you next Tuesday. I, I mean, just fucking. It's terrible. I mean, for a TV show, yeah, I, I'm thinking of Marshall, but for a TV, she's saying like he wants him to be more aggressive and rough, and I'm like, what? And then she's like, we don't have sex. I'm like, Dave, help me out here because I really don't know what to say on this. It was really, really worrying for her. I think more than anything. I think it's fucked up, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Royally, she's saying about, you know, he needs to be a bit more aggressive. Now, again, I, I, I don't know. Is she talking about she wants to be slapped around a bit? That's why I thought, that's how I yeah. interpret it. And I didn't want to say that because it's such a bad thing. I, I thought that's what she meant. And I was like, that that's no, that's a no from me. I don't know. Yeah, I, I it's fucking bizarre. And you just think... That's a, a massive fucking red flag that you have been in some very toxic fucking relationships and that is just normal for you. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it doesn't bode well. I mean, I, I kind of feel like with Marshall, I, I feel like there is a front there. I, I, yeah, yeah. Like I yeah, say, I, I think, you know, there's a bit of a fake nice guy thing going on there that we saw in the pods, you know, he snaps if it doesn't go his own way. But... In this scenario, in this episode, I can't say he did that much wrong. He, he just seemed to be on the receiving end of most things. And, yeah, you can tell it's, it's not going very well for them. They, they seem to, like, spend time apart, but he's still, like, giving her his coat and stuff, uh, even though, you know, she doesn't want it. And she seems to blow hot, very much hot and cold. But in that fucking meetup. You know, where fucking they're all having dinner. Hell. You know, again, producer manipulation. Fucking, you, you got all these people in the pods. Let's bring Josh back to really fuck with things. I mean, everyone knows, you know, in the production team that Marshall and Jacqueline are having problems. <laughs> ring, ring. Let's get Josh, you're free yeah. next Friday night. <laughs> it, 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 with Josh, you know, it felt like he'd had a bit of an MO to come in because I didn't like the vibe he was giving off. I thought oh, he was... horrible, wasn't it? His, his dialogue to the girls wasn't right. I was like, this is... I mean, Jacqueline fell for it. She was like, oh, yeah. And I'm like... And I agree with you. I do think with Marshall, we've got a bit of a Richie from maths here, Dave. I think basically he likes camera action he plays up to the camera, you know, to be overly nice. Um, no yeah. one's like that in real life. None of us are. You know, we all try and be better as we get older, but we're not. We, we all have bad days. We all have moments where you're like, oh, you know, as in when you're ordering a drink and some guy starts having a go at your day on your holiday day, we all have them moments. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm quite a measured, chill person, but you still have your point. And, and 
I, I, Josh's whole thing, the way he went, it was like he was on a speed dating thing and he had to basically get his pitching quick. So he was like, oh shit, they're going to get rid of me again. But again, I agree. Great bit of fucking casting just to throw him in the mix because he literally <laughs> came in and just caused chaos. But I, it's not the end of him, is it? it, it no. I think it's there. But then, um, but then Josh basically had an open goal and then carried on talking. And I think he sort of put Jacqueline off towards the end, Dave. There was a bit there where she loved the flirty bits when they were all together. But when they got talking to her, I think she was a bit like, oh, I'm not sure whether this is the right guy either. But that's going to, whether it kept, I know people have watched this and they're listening to us, but whether that carries on, it was definitely something I'm like, I can't wait to speak to Dave about it. <laughs> I don't know. It seemed to be going the way that she's falling for it more so than she's questioning it. Yes. I think, and, and, I just don't see how, you know, because I think he'd had a, a fucking bottle of whiskey or something before they started shooting because he seemed hammered. He seemed more yes, drunk I mean, than yeah. everyone else. And, you know, he, everyone else is like, why is that fucking dick here? You know, and he's he's with Marshall at the bar, isn't he? You know, and he's like, oh, when you have weird. too much, that was like, I fucking love you, bro. Hugging him on it. It's like he wanted him a fight. I saw he's going to have an arm wrestle. Come on, let's have an arm wrestle for Jacqueline. It was, it was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that yeah. was, that was uncomfortable to watch, Dave. I agree. But you know, you've had those types of conversations, don't you? And I don't know if women have the same types of conversations, but that is on a knife edge. That conversation there. Yes. On the on the surface, it looks like it's all. You could interpret it that like, oh, he's being really magnanimous there. He's sort of saying how he loves him and stuff, but because he's that hammered and stuff, you know that one wrong word or sentence and it flips the other way and it gets into a fight. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I thought he was on the verge of that. I think Marshall, I think if he had been in a bar and it wasn't a TV show, then I think Josh and him probably mm. would have been scrapping because it, it went from being a little bit awkward to being like, oh my God, where is the fucking pillar to put over my face? Because I was yeah. like, Josh, just stop, mate. Just stop. And it it was weird, wasn't it? Because then jo- you see Marshall look to the camera and look around as if to say, what the fuck was that? But yeah. then Josh is talking to Jacqueline like, like I, I just don't know. I don't know what was going on there. He was just being a dick. But look, perfect for what we need. And, and one, of the, one of the other things, Dave, as well, just very quickly, was I think it's interesting, this thing, I'm just slightly going off about Irina, that Michael's talking to Bliss about, that basically Michael's the only friend she had, and, and she alienated herself from all the girls. I didn't really see that in the pods. They've obviously not edit, edited that in. They've took it out because that dialogue was strange, and, and Mike mm. is a hypocrite anyway. I know there's a few bits, the, the mean girls that we talked about, but it was like, she said, all the girls didn't speak, and I was like, I don't, I, don't, I mean, unless it's just me forgetting, I don't know. It's difficult, isn't it, because they've got, 10 days of filming to do I, I i don't know i felt like they micah and irena were kind of carved off from the group and i i think probably it was more towards the end i mean in the first couple of days probably everyone's playing nice aren't they being nice and then the next few days you're figuring out oh this Irina's a bit of a scene next tuesday isn't she and then it's probably only like the last few days, two or three days, where they're just like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm not bothering with you at all. You, you're just yeah. a horrible person." So I, I kind of feel like there's a bit of recency bias. They're probably thinking more of the last few days. 
Yeah, probably. I mean, again, though, Michael was talking to Kwame. I know we'll talk about Kwame and Chelsea, but she's just been slating Irina for doing what she's doing. She's still going back to Kwame, isn't she? Question space <laughs> the dialogue was, have you picked the right person? He has he hasn't picked the right person, let's be honest, and we'll talk yeah. about that. But it's like you can't you can't well you can because it's a reality show. We need to we need these characters, but it's like you can't one minute be saying Irina's doing wrong when you're doing the same and you're still doing it. So yeah, sorry anyway, Dave. So Kwame and Chelsea. <laughs> it's, the, it's the beautiful hypocrisy of it. It's great. It? I, I mean, know it's, it's just it's what we've said for a while now. It's like, well, we'll vilify the actions, you know, of someone else doing something and I will do exactly the same thing. (laughs) But that is different when I do it. (laughs) That's a Love Island special, isn't it? Oh, maths. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking brilliant that. You're so right. But anyway, Dave, sorry. Kwame and Chelsea, come on, hit me with this. I I think I'm still consistent with this one. I've been saying for a while... Chelsea is someone with a plan, and that plan is basically babies, and Kwame is a sperm donor. (laughs) And I think it's just getting more and more uncomfortable because she's coming across like she's just shooting down whatever he says and doesn't really take into account what he what he says or what he thinks, you know, the whole, it, we saw in the last episode, you know, well, Kwame can work remotely. So it makes sense that he moves close to yeah. my place. You know, I can't move anywhere, but she's just dismissing anything, any concerns that he has. And the, the trouble is, I mean, I can't remember exactly what her age was. Was it 31, 32 or something like that? You know, there is a clock here, you know, so there's a time sensitive, uh, factor, whereas Kwame doesn't have that, you know, he, he, he can take his time and whatever, but they are on such different pages. She is ready to fucking get married, start thinking about babies straight away. And he's just not, he, he wants to like slow things down. And so it's, it's starting to get really uncomfortable how far apart they actually are. Yeah, and that's a great analysis. I think that's the problem. When Kwame's an ex-pro footballer, he still plays football only four times a week. He lives two hours away from her. And as we've said, you're right, she's not going to compromise on where she works because he works remotely and all that. But he's going to be miserable. If he moved up there and he can't play football or soccer, you know, whatever – that's going to stump him. And, he, and and I think he needs to, instead of just going with it for the show, which is what it feels like. And it felt like that for a few episodes. I'm hoping that at some point, and there's nothing wrong with what Chelsea wants at all, even though I think she's very intense, but I think he's just got to have a word of himself and go, this isn't for me. I don't think, I think mm. when I do the, where are they now bit, I'd be a fucking amazed if these two are still together. I'd be absolutely yeah. amazed because he's going to go through, if they're still together as a couple at the moment, he's going to go through life doing exactly what she wants. Mm. And it, cause he, he just seems like a, a cool guy. Don't he? He's always smiling. I said, he's got that nervous laugh about him, which he was doing a lot when she was saying all this stuff to him. And I'm like, Kwame, please speak up, mate. You know, so <laughs> whether it, he's different off camera, I don't know, but he comes across as a really good guy. And, and it seems to be that it's her way or the highway. And that's not any way to build a relationship for me at all. Yeah. And I think it is fine for what she, you know, the goals that she has, but I don't know. They, I don't think they ever really had that deep conversation in the pods or even after, you know, about the whole timeline. And that's why it's uncomfortable watching because when he's trying to raise things, like just 
he's saying about, you know, I just want to enjoy the marriage first. She's dismissing him, like putting him down, or not putting him down, but saying like, oh, well, you know, in the first few years with the babies, you, you just kind of stick them in your little pouch at the front. They hardly do anything. And it's like, no, <laughs> that is not fucking right. <laughs> you know, she's trying to say, oh, it's, but you, you'd hardly even know they're there. And it's like, it's making it so obvious that it's less about Kwame and it's more about the baby. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, uh, I agree. I, yeah. I agree. I think it'll be a surprise and it'll be a major compromise. And actually, the, one of the things that Kwame said to Michael was, you know, he's he's someone who feels like they compromise a lot and he's trying to not do that. Um, I, I don't know, maybe for the show. Because otherwise he would just fucking leg it. Um, but yeah, I'm in agreement. I, I just don't see a future for these two. They're, they're too far apart. Chelsea needs someone who is ready to settle down and have babies right now. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. I think that's what they, that's in a whole memo things you probably got to put on a fridge and everything. So yeah, interesting. But Dave, just before we go. Now, we're going into silly season, aren't we, of TV now. We know what's on the horizon. We don't want to talk about that show. But I was watching Gogglebox, right? And we were catching up on Gogglebox um, the last you know, day or so. And there's a show come on the radar day that's on BBC. Now, I'm not saying we're going to cover it, but just it's called I Kiss the Boy. It's the first UK gay dating show, Dave. Danny Minogue hosts it. And just from the snippets I got off Gogglebox, I sat with Sam and went, oh, my God, this has got me and Dave written all over it. I'm not throwing <laughs> it. I'm not, I haven't even told you about this. But it looks glorious. There's six episodes on the iPlay at the moment. And I'm like, oh, this is ridiculous. And I just from what they did on Gogglebox, you know, when they like the people are watching it and manipulating it, I'm like, it basically... It's like Love Island, basically, but it's not on every night for fucking the rest of the year, Dave. Let's let's get Sold. that right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's six episodes currently on the iPlayer. I don't know how many more. It's only just started, but yeah, I've I, honestly I was like, ooh, this definitely, this definitely has got my name written all over. So whether, <laughs> even if we don't cover it, I think me and Sam are going to watch it. But it was just they were proper going at each other and like you know, like there's no messing about, Dave. It was like this guy comes in and they're all like, and he was a really good looking lad. And it's like, every one of them is like, Oh, I'll, t- I'll tell you on the villa. And I'm like, Oh, this is fucking good. This. So yeah. So I'm just throwing it out there, Dave. That's one that, you know, even if it's a, it just me and you watching, we don't cover it. It, it looks like our sort of reality TV. Yeah. No, in all, all seriousness, I would be up for covering it. If it meant, <laughs> you know, just the odd episode every now and then. <laughs> Because <laughs> I did send, <laughs> I did send you a message when I was away of the June the fifth launch of that it's show like day next week, isn't it? I know it is that <laughs> that show. I'm calling it that fucking show. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, so so that's it's called I Kissed the Boy. If anyone's interested, and it's on BBC iPlay at the moment, six episodes. So I don't know how many there is, or whether that's just the run of six episodes. But it looks like. Uh, a, a bit, a bit more of a, a better version of Love Island from what I've seen off the of the little things on Gogglebox. Anyway, nice. <laughs> I shall, I shall look it up. 
and uh, maybe watch you're the first virtual, episode. You're going to virtual punch me down the fucking phone. I can see it now. Dick Dastardly, <laughs> your hand's just going to come through the phone and grab me by the throat. So I do apologise, but I just I just thought, oh, that is fucking brilliant. Anyway, anyway, thank you for indulging me and everyone listening for my 15-minute rant about the uh, Aegean View Acre Resort. Don't go there, guys. I've took one for the team, so you don't have to, okay? Uh, but because it's lovely in Greece, I'll give it that. So, massive thank you to everyone. If you want to email us, and you've had the same experience on holiday at this hotel, please email me and we'll set up a support <laughs> group. You can go to our Facebook group, Chris and Day's Reality TV cast. Massive thank you to Charlene, as always. And like I say, it's, it's me because I've been away, but we've had a bit of a mini break. So we are back now to do this and finish off Love is Blind. Uh, if you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media, at cdrealitycast. If you don't support us a little bit more, please go over to patreon.com forward slash cdrealitycast. So... Today's Roll Call of Honor is a big thank you to Larissa, Helen, Alex, Macy, Nicola, Emma, Fiona, Cassie, Megan, Kate, Maggie, Kristen, Zoe, Gillian, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Chloe, Noreen, Joanna, Libby, Katie, Dee Dee, Susan, Lauren, Lucky Lulu Green, and Kent Gustafson. So thank you so much for your support, guys. We really, really appreciate it. Sorry, mate. I'm just looking at a quote here. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it says... Come on. I kiss the boy is the carnage we deserve. Yes. <laughs> I I'm knew. salivating for more mess, more men, and more Minogue. <laughs> so, I'm definitely going to check that out. I thought you were going to say some quote like, sometimes just don't say anything, Chris. You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> no, I like Brilliant. that. All right, mate. Brilliant stuff. And thank you for indulging me again, as I said before. So uh, it's been a good good uh, first one back, Dave, after a couple of weeks off. Yeah, no, it's good, mate. So thank you very much. Uh, thanks to all the listeners out there. Thanks to everyone who supports us. And we'll speak to you next time. Bye.